Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is a show where we choose a genre every month, and we choose some of the best and mid, and I don't think we pick any bad ones this year, but you never know. Um, they're bad to somebody. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but we pick some of the best, worst, poop, mid movies in that genre, and we talk about them. Thankfully, this month we are doing comic book movies, so it is uh, a genre... A topic that is very near and dear to Katie, Bella, and I. She's always in the room, so she probably knows a lot about comic books, I would say. Uh, she sleep all the time, but she probably hears something. You know, she's like, Hulk's the strongest. You know, she knows things. So, the movie we are doing today is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, this one is, what, it's two, three years old now? Came out I think it's two. 2021, September 3rd. That was one of the ones that got moved from COVID. Yeah. So, uh, for the uninitiated, this is a story about Shang-Chi. Who's Shang-Chi, Otis? Think about Iron Fist, but cooler, honestly. And the way things work, unfortunately, my boy, Iron Fist, is not that fucking cool right now. And Shang-Chi has kind of moved past him. So for the by uh, for the story wise of the character Shang Chi, uh, think about Bruce Lee. When the awesomeness of Bruce Lee happened, they were thinking of another character they could use to fight, and they came up with Shang Chi. Actually, I think he's a little bit older than Bruce Lee, but when Bruce Lee started getting awesome, they absolutely for sure changed him to look like. Bruce Lee. Shang-Chi is just a fighter. He is so awesome at fighting, he's a lethal weapon. And probably one of the best just normal people fighters in the world. There are a few fighters that people say is probably some of the best. Wolverine is up in that list. Even though he is small, uh, his body just constantly makes, what, uh, lipids? That's what your muscles make when they're tired. Uh, so he just fights forever. And he's actually a really good fighter for his size. Captain America is always in the list of really good fighters because he knows just about every fighting style. And my boy, T'Challa. He is just knows everything because he's a smarty pants. So those three are some of the best fighters in the world. And just about all of them have been students and sparring partners with Shang-Chi. He is for sure taught Captain America styles. Spider-Man, when he lost his radar sense, I believe it was Shang-Chi or Iron Fist, or both, they taught Spider-Man a fighting style. They actually worked on a fighting style together so he could learn to actually function without his radar sense because he was just like, oh, this radar tells me something's coming from my left. Blah. Instead of like, you should just be looking around all the time. He's like, yeah, I should. And Wolverine. So he has fought and trained just about everybody when someone needs to learn how to fight they they go to shang chi he's fucking awesome so he does have the power to control his chi and if you think about dragon ball z where they're shooting beams out of their hands that's their chi they're just able to weaponize it and shoot it out of their bodies so shang chi can use that to stop bullets with his hands or reflect them or just be awesome um but yeah uh, he's just a normal ass dude that could fuck, just about fuck up anybody. There are gods that are like, that dude can scrap. 
uh, I'm, I'm a god, so I won't, like, get tired first, but he'll probably catch me in the mouth and I'm gonna be pissed off, because he's just really good. His father, and this is where time kind of dates things, uh, his father, his name was Fu Manchu. No, not the cool oh, name. Uh, Fu Manchu, boy howdy. Uh, he was an actual character from pulp comic books back in the day. Uh, not Adam Savage, but there's actual a character and, you know, nefarious Dr. Fu Manchu, yeah, you know. And uh, that was his dad. And so his dad was a villain and he was trying to be better than his dad. They have brought that character back, but now his name is... Uh, Wen Wu. Or Jing Zhu. Uh, they've changed it multiple times, but yes, uh, Wing Wu is his, his dad now. But uh, they've understood that a lot of characters they made back in the day, if they weren't white, uh, there was probably some issues with how they made them and had them do things in the world. Boy, howdy. But, uh, yeah, Shang-Chi is really fucking cool. So, once again, for the uninitiated, uh, this is the first Chinese Marvel action movie martial arts film i should say there have been action movies but martial arts film in marvel i believe if i'm counting right and i saw that wikipedia said this is the 25th film in the marvel cinematic universe yep and i'm trying to remember where this appears in the timeline because it's in that weird arc of there's not a real bad guy right now and oh, this is phase four this is Phase 4? Yeah, this is post-Endgame. Uh, Everything post-Endgame is Phase 4. Or, yeah, uh, yeah post-Endgame. Yeah, because they talk about the blip in this. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's in that weird phase of people disappeared for a few years, and then they came back because the Avengers, you know, well, Tony Stark put the whole team on his back and just snapped and died. <laughs> And everybody else got to go home. Cap got to be old as fuck with his girlfriend. And the world is good-ish. Now, uh, we got a new Captain America. Hooray, he's black. Oh! <gasps> and, but no. I mean. There's another Cap, and he's white. Uh, he kills people. Oh! <gasps> and he looks like Carl from Up. <laughs> yeah. And the black Cap beat him up. <gasps> <laughs> so the world is weird right now. There's a lot of new heroes. And all the cool ones are just off doing things. So... Uh, once again, this is the reloading of heroes in the MCU because, you know, silly us that think that Chris Evans would just be Captain America for the for, rest of his life ever. Uh, it's funny when they started and these this movie started getting really hot and cool. I was like, dude, we're going to get Captain America when I'm 80. I'm like, no, we're not. He's an actor. He doesn't want to do this forever. And I'm like, you yeah. won't. Fuck. So after the coolest arc of infinity gauntlet shenanigans time heist the avengers they're not really together and everyone's the only person from (laughs) the only person from avengers that i know who for sure said yes i'd be down to do this forever is tom holland yeah and part of that i think was you know the what the bravado of youth Oh yeah, because at the time he was yeah. only like he got kids. He was only like twenty two, and yeah. or like not even that. I think he was like fucking young as shit when he started as uh, Spider Man. But even now, like he just finished his third movie and or his third 
Spider-Man film, like standalone Spider-Man film, and not to mention being in all the other Avengers movies. And right now he's like, mm, I'm going to take a break from acting yeah. <laughs> and like start a family and like yeah. do the thing. Um, but that did not change him from still being wanting to be Spider-Man. He yeah. said, he's great. I'll come back. I just need a break yeah. for a little bit. He's, so. he's great. I don't know. But he's the only one who's like gung-ho, like I'm down to do this for a really long time. Yeah. Which is great. That's what I want from yeah. people. You know? Everyone else has only got like, you know, 10 or 12 years in them. Yeah, and they're like, I got kids, bro. And I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. I don't want to be getting all, like uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm tired of getting, I'm like in my 50s, I'm tired of getting Wolverine jacked, like, can, yeah, we, can but, we not? But uh, his best friend, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds wore his ass down, so he's like, wore, fuck it, it I'll took, come back. It took 10 years, but he wore yeah. it down. So we're getting Wolverine and Deadpool 3. Apparently, there seems to be a running idea in the world that Deadpool 3 is going to deal with the TVA and Deadpool, because he, he knows what they are, he knows everything. He's going to be dealing with other realities. Apparently, Elektra has been seen yeah, I saw around. Jennifer Garner was coming and back for all, that. And who else? Someone else. So from, it seems like failed movies, people are coming back. Well, what's dumb is that they're going to, well, not dumb, I guess. It's I'm, it's upsetting that they're going to bring that and not just bring back like the stupid Elektra from the Daredevil show. Yeah. I mean, she might be there. She sucks. I need Don't Ben Affleck as Daredevil. They need to bring oh, him back God, for no. just for one movie. I need to see him in that suit, and everybody laughs. And he's like, "That suit's gross looking," you know. I just need him to make a joke about Ben Affleck. Is that Ben Affleck? You know, because he, he knows who it is. Yeah. He's like, "Why is Batman over here?" Yeah. I need that joke, and then he can just go off and be awesome in a yeah. corner. So this film, it's primarily majority Chinese-born people. I believe everyone's Chinese. I, I don't know. Well, officially, but probably Asian yeah. is a better. Well, they're for sure. Everyone's for sure Asian. I don't know for sure if everyone is Chinese. Yeah. So we get Simu. Simu Liu. Yeah. Simu Liu, Aquafina, my girl. I think she's a cutie pie. Uh, Fala Chen. I have seen her before. Uh, I don't know what it was. I've seen her face. Benedict Wong. Wong is back. So he is just the. It seems like he's the constant. He's the tie in these Marvel movies now. And, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, he is. He, he's 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 a he's a sassy boy. He's out here gambling him so and fighting. Uh, much. I'm sad. As much as I love it, I'm sad that we didn't get uh, Wong and um, Madison with two N's yeah. and a Y. But it's not where you think. I'm it's sad we didn't think. get her before this movie came yeah. out so that she could have had a little cameo when Wong stuff happens in this oh, yeah. movie. She'd have been because... there at the gambling place. Oh, for sure. She would have been cheering him on or just drunk as fuck. And the... like, it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, his name is Yuen Wa. So that might not sound that familiar to anybody. But hey, have you seen Kung Fu Hustle? You remember the lecherous landlord? That new drunken fist? The male landlord? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> or he was one of the five um five little fortunes so he grew up with jackie chan and he got his ass beat into stardom <laughs> just like yep. old jackie did uh but hey it worked out he got to be in a marvel movie he passed away a little bit after it but uh he's awesome he's had a long career oh, until he passed away. yeah long career of action movies so uh it's awesome i love the man 
Michelle Yeoh. Mm. Hey, she was a super cop in many other awesome films. I'm happy she got to be in things. We will review Yes, Madam very I soon. I cannot wait. It's so good. Michelle Yeoh is so good. She's the female Jackie Chan, and yeah. she's wonderful. Ben Kingsley. Hey, you remember it's in... The I- Mandarin. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So you remember in Iron Man 3, I was going to bring this up later, but bring it up now. In Iron Man 3, the villain in the trailers said the Mandarin was coming. Everybody's nipples got hard when that was said. I was like, holy shit, the Mandarin's coming. He's got ten rings. They all have different powers. Tony's going to get his ass kicked. I was like, this is going to be a great movie. No, um, uh, a white guy played by an Australian guy was just fibbing and, and said he was part of this Chinese... The ten rings. He's part of the, the ten, ten rings. rings to just put blame somewhere else. As he makes the extremist, extremist virus, which is a really cool idea. And it got really dumb. And we find out that Ben Kingsley was the voice of the Mandarin, which I was like, shit, that was a good-ass evil voice. No, he was just an actor, an English actor. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I remember actually looking around at there. I'm like, what is this? Where The Ten Rings, man. Uh, but no, it was all a fib. Marvel did a short little five-minute ditty. When Ben Kingsley's character gets arrested and taken to prison, he actually meets the Mandarin. Well, he meets his group, and they're like, hey, um, our boss doesn't like that you were saying that he was uh, involved with these things. So, uh, yeah, you're coming with us. And they snatched him up. Now we find out where the fuck he went. And then, Tony Leung. That name might not sound familiar, but hey, remember the movie Hard Boiled? Remember where people just shoot and they don't reload guns? Remember the undercover cop that teams up yeah. with all, uh, with expected tequila? Gun Fu. Gun Fu. This is our boy. Oh, I love this man. And he is the father. You said Win Woo? No. Uh, I'm yeah, not... Win Woo. Yeah, Win Woo. This movie is full of people that can fight. People that can act. Mm-hmm. And people that are funny. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie, maybe Black Panther, where everybody in it was solid, and I didn't have any doubts about that cast. This cast is pretty fucking solid. Um, Black Panther, um, what's another movie where just about everybody was solid? Maybe Winter Soldier? The original Captain America. Cap Cap's movies are usually pretty solid actor-wise and actress-wise. Yeah. Um, this you can't w- use Civil War because they just pulled everybody. Yeah, that, that was, was a mini that's not Avengers. Fair. That's not fair. That was that was an <laughs> Avengers movie, honestly. Absolutely, but, it was, and I'm still salty about it. Yeah, <laughs> but this it, it's solid. Everybody in it's really fucking good. So once again, it's gonna take. Don't worry, it's gonna take a little bit to get to the story. But we talk about the Ten Rings, the legend of the Ten Rings. So in Original comic book lore, the Ten Rings are completely different from the Ten Rings in this movie. These Ten Rings shoot off arms, launch in the air, and make you immortal. Pretty fucking cool. In the comic books, one, and they change the powers sometimes, uh, one makes your arms razor sharp, one makes you control darkness in a room, one makes you emit cold and ice, one lets you control heat and fire. You can shoot lightning. You can summon wind. You can emit bright lights. You can blind people. 
You have telepathic powers. You can turn your skin hard as diamond. And sometimes you have a ring that will just kill people if you touch them. I feel like in the next Shang-Chi, we'll get to see the individual rings. Yeah, they'll activate. Um, I feel like when Wu, in this movie, he had had the rings for so long that it wasn't worth giving them all like he had just built them to be this like menacing weapon yeah to just murder them murder people as a group like use the rings all together yeah. as a group and do wild shit and i think hopefully in the next shang chi we'll get to see a little bit of the cool different stuff that each individual ring can yeah. do he's going to unlock like oh this one can do this yeah. or you know oh, wong's going to tell him some shit like he's going to examine the rings and be like oh they're different. These yeah. do different things. Yeah, you can fly. You've just been using, like, the basic mode, like... Yeah. Let, like, me, let me press a button on these rings that yeah. you didn't know was here. And... Yeah, now it's pro mode. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it changes over time. Uh, there's some powers where uh, he, he he can he's super fast. And sometimes he can build things with the rings. He can just make matter. And sometimes he can fly. So his dad, uh, the Mandarin, sometimes would use these rings to fight against Iron Man. So the Mandarin was like Iron Man's Joker for a very long time in the comics. Now I understand how a Chinese just magic guy and Iron Man just go together. But, and then uh, Fing Fang Foom, a fucking dragon, used to deal with Iron Man all the time. And he's just a dragon. Uh, It's weird. Iron Man has some weird villains, but... Uh, the animated series is really fucking good. The theme song is a banger. I'm going to show Katie at, after this. Iron Man theme song is fucking good. But, uh, like I said, there's a lot of mysticism and magic involved with Shang-Chi. So, it's uh, it's an interesting world. Uh, this story, it's it's an origin story. But we meet up with the character after he's been through some stuff and we get flashbacks. I think the best way to do an origin story, don't show me Kid Shang-Chi the whole movie and then he gets older or whatever. No, just give me like, oh, I remember that happened. Give me a five minute flashback and then get back to the real fighting. So in this story, we see Shang-Chi. He's dealing with issues from his past, like his father and his sister and a magical village where Wen-Wu... The leader of the Ten Rings is trying to find a way to. And with standard Disney fare, you have a pretty good soundtrack, uh, lots of laughs, and a really cool outfit that the main character gets. Uh, they're really good at making outfits. So, uh, Katie, what did you think about Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings? I love this movie, and I've loved it since the very first time I saw it. We went and saw it opening weekend yeah. when it came out, um, because that's what we usually do with Marvel films. And it was great. I didn't know anything about the character of Shang-Chi because I have just, you know... It's like Guardians. It's like similar to Guardians. It's a character that I've never heard of before and was interested in it. And I wanted to see this film because I loved Simu Liu in the show Kim's Convenience. Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, he has been hyping... His whole story of how he became Shang-Chi... Um, and how he got Marvel's attention was just by tweeting. He just... <laughs> he sure did. He, I remember that. Like, there was a tweet that he did, like, a decade ago. And as soon as, like, 
Marvel started getting big. He basically, like, sent out a tweet and was like, hey, Marvel, when like, when are we doing a Shang-Chi movie? Like, hit me up. And then, you know, nothing, 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 because, of course, nothing. And then 10 years or so down the line, we had ended, like, we had entered into Phase 3 when, like, Endgame was coming up, Infinity War was coming, like, shit was getting real, and Marvel was starting to announce, okay, we're doing, like, more and more out there characters, like, it's it's coming. We're getting more and more out there characters. So he shot his shot again, and he sent out a message. He, like, added Kevin Feige and was like, at Marvel, when are we doing Shang-Chi? Hit me up. And he got a call from Kevin Feige and was like, let's do it. Come come on down. That's so cool. Basically, he was like, we were already, we're planning on doing it. Let's see what you got. And he's fucking Shang-Chi. <laughs> like, Shang-Chi. It's so fucking cool. And I, Otis and I love kung fu movies, martial arts movies. We talk about them relentlessly on this podcast. And it's one of the other things that we just watch all the time because they're so entertaining. Yeah. And the fighting is just always incredible. And the fact that this movie, like we're finally seeing martial arts end up being a big deal in the MCU is fantastic. It's bringing... The, the MCU is so popular and so far-reaching that it's bringing um, martial arts into a new light and getting more fa- more people to be fans of it, which is awesome because martial arts movies, at least in America, do not have enough fans. No. Like, it, it's very big in Asia, um, but... Not as big as it could be if it spread to an, a wider American audience. And I think in the last handful of years, like Shang-Chi and, of course, like the John Wick movies. They're the newest John Wick, number four, with Donnie Yen. And Ooh. we're just getting, like, more and more people are crossing over from the China market into uh, being, like, you know, United States or in being in big United States like blockbusters and that's bringing over more martial arts into films and it's fucking great and I love it and that's part of the reason why I love Shang-Chi. It's so good. (laughs) This movie gets my goat. I love martial arts films. Marvel, they are great. Um, Sometimes, you know, I get a little worn out. But it's really good and this was a change of pace a martial arts film that's a comic book with magic and I get to see some awesome people that can actually fucking fight sign me the fuck up that was one of my like grumps about Iron Fist the main character didn't want to put in the time to fight and he's like I'll be fine with the stunt guys Uh, Colleen Wing in that show she got up early to do the training with the real fighters and that's why her scenes of fighting were better than Danny but Simu Liu, 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 seems like he put in the work. There were no. He for sure. Did. Oh, we see Sean from this angle fighting. No, it's him doing the fighting, and it mm-hmm. looked good. It wasn't like I'm gonna slowly kick and you're gonna grab my leg and twist around. No, this was nice speed of fighting. I enjoyed this movie immensely. So we will get through this story. Um. If I can, I will pop in any cool fun facts about Marvel stuff at this point. But this movie is 
It's an origin story, but it's a pretty solid one, I think. So we start the story about a thousand years, a thousand years ago, with Wenwoo. And so he is discovering the mystical Ten Rings, and so he has immortality, and then these rings just fly off his body and just like crank people in the face, and I guess it kills you if it hits, so it's like a bullet. So he is conquering kingdoms, taking down governments throughout history, so we see that I don't think it's every situation in the world, but a lot of big things were because of his group, the Ten Rings, doing it. So people were getting assassinated, and he's like, yeah, that was me. So we see in 1996, Wenwu, he's searching for Talo. It's a village, and it's said to harbor mythical beasts and magic and all these different situations. Uh, he makes it through the forest, uh, the convoy he's with, they get snatched up and they actually drive off a cliff because this forest doesn't want anybody to get in. So he makes it because he has these sweet ass rings to save his life. And he meets the guardian, Ying Li. And so he's like, shit, I fight, I've been fighting people for a thousand years. Let's go, let's go, little lady. And she proceeds to whip his ass. And he's like, how did I get beat? And why are you so pretty? <laughs> and so uh, he's like, Man, I'll check out that that uh, mythical town later. You pretty. We should uh, go get some ice cream. And boy howdy, they like each other because they were fighting and they were just like looking at each other like, yeah, you kind of cute. Kick you in the chest. <laughs> and then he falls in love. And then boy howdy, you know the best way to stop somebody from being just a cold-hearted killer and swinging on people? Fall in fucking love. And so he, instead of taking over the world, they have two kids. <laughs> Shang Chi. He puts away his ten rings yeah. for her, and she uh, says goodbye to Tai Lo for him. Yeah, so they end up in the world, and so Shang Chi is their child, the oldest, and Jia Ling, Jia Ling, because X in that world is a Sh- Shai Ling, Shai Ling, and so uh, yeah, he's just a normal dude. We'll get back to the flashback of what happens with that family, because obviously, it don't work out well, because that's what comic characters do. They don't have good families. <laughs> so, present day, Shang-Chi, he's a valet in San Francisco with his best friend, Katie. They're not dating, maybe, not really. And they aren't asserting themselves. Um, they enjoy where they are in life, you know? It's like, you know, we're in San Francisco, this place is awesome, the weather's great, and, you know, we're driving cars and then staying up late doing karaoke at night and getting drunk. Like, what else do we need? Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, they're on the bus riding to their job. Yeah, mm-hmm. their job. And they get attacked by the Ten Rings organization, because Shang-Chi has a sweet-ass pendant on. And, boy howdy. He, and a secret. Yeah, Shang-Chi hasn't told his friend Katie that he is a fucking... That he is Shang-Chi. ...a lethal weapon. His name is Sean, to anybody not from his past. And Sean proceeds to destroy these guys on the bus. And Katie is driving half the bus, or almost half the bus, to safety down the treacherous hills of San Francisco. If you've never been to San Francisco, it is a very tall place. And boy howdy, it gets steep. And so, if you don't have brakes on your car, you're dead. And you're probably going to kill somebody on your way down to the water. 
So Katie's trying her best to not kill everybody on the bus. And unfortunately, Sean, he saved everybody on a bus, but he gets his pendant taken. So he's got to find his sister because they are on their way to get her pendant for reasons. So he did get some mail from her. And so he's like, well, I think I know where she is. We're going to I am going to have to do some traveling. Uh, Katie's like, fuck that noise. I'm coming with you because you felt like you need to lie to me and do all this shit. I'm coming with you. We're going to Macau. And you're going to tell me all about your life on the plane ride. Because it's probably at least 10 hours. Probably at least 15. So uh, we find out that when he was 7 years old, his mom was murdered by the Iron Gang. So I don't know why. I assume it's because of the dad's dealings when he was younger. That the gang is like, hey, where's your dad? We're going to swing on him. And it's like, oh, he's not back yet. He's like, well, guess we got to kill his family. The mom, being an awesome fighter, is ready to take him out. But she's not magic anymore because she left the magic back home. When the dad gets back, there are tons of bodies on the ground. She takes out a lot of them, but they overwhelmed her. It makes sense, man. You can be an unstoppable killing machine, but you'll get touched at some point. John Wick takes out hundreds of bad guys, but at the end of the movie, he's always bleeding and limping. So, you know... Uh, no one's indestructible in the realish world, I will say. So, it's it's cool. Win Wu puts the rings back on. He was good. He was going to be fine his whole life. And they find the Iron Gang at a, at a restaurant club. And he looks over at his son. He's like, is that them? Are those ones? And he nods. He's like, I'll be right back. And you just see him destroying these people. Just point-blank range shooting these rings into people's chests, which probably caves in everything it touches. And he takes out everybody, and then he realizes that, well, I lost the love of my life. Time to get back with the organization. And he makes Shang-Chi go through training in martial arts. The type of training where you're just punching a fucking tree over and over until you just get used to punching really hard. Like in Naruto. Yeah, you just keep doing it. Like, but my hands hurt. Well, stop being a bitch. One day it won't hurt. And you're like, okay. Uh, in uh, Muay Thai, they just kick things until their legs just, I don't know, the nerves just deaden. So you can just kick whatever and it doesn't fucking hurt. It, that's a real fucking thing. They just hit your legs or you kick things all day. That's life. I'm like, God damn, my shins. It hurts thinking about it. <laughs> so, we see that Shang-Chi, when he was 14, he, when Wu sent him to assassinate the Iron Gang's leader. So it's like, hey, this is the end of the story. These people killed your mom, killed my wife, the love of my life. This is the leader. I'm going to give you the kill. Because you should have, you should have been swinging when you were a kid, but you were a kid. Now, you're a machine. Go get him. And Shang-Chi's like, who? I got the yips. I'm out. He runs away to San Francisco and changes his name to Sean. And Katie's like, Sean? That's what. That's the best you got? Shang-Chi and he changes it to Sean? He's like, I was a little fucking kid, man. Don't get off my back. It's like, okay. <laughs> so she's laughing at him about his name. But we see his sister, his younger sister, um, she didn't get trained. And I don't think the dad was like sexist, sexist or anything. It's just that I'm putting all my beans into 
Shang-Chi's training, just like Kakashi with old, uh, what's his fucking name? Sasuke. Sasuke. So he's like, hey, Sasuke, you seem like you're the better fighter. I'm going to teach you this move where your arm turns to a lightsaber. Oh, no, you're a fucking terrorist now? Why did I teach you that move with the lightsaber? You know? <laughs> so we see that they make it to Macau. Hooray! And they find a secret fight club. And it's fun fact, that town where they go to, I can't remember the fucking name to save my life, is an actual town in the Marvel Universe. A place where Wolverine loves to frequent. Because there's fighting, and there's drinking. In Macau? Yeah. Where they go, that, that whole... Yeah, that's, isn't that where the... Um... Come on, brain. From Captain America and the Winter Soldier. The girl who um, is running shit. Agent 13. Uh, that might be part of it. I That's think, the same yeah, city, right? I, I, it's in I Mac- say, isn't it in Macau? Yeah, it's the same area, I think. Yeah. I think. What the fuck is her name? Yeah. It's not the gam- It's not the gambler, but it's something like that. Yeah. Ugh, fuck. Yeah. You can look it up. We can yeah. put it in later. So, he finds his younger sister. Well, before he finds the younger sister... He signs a waiver before they go into the club, the fighting ring. And he's like, okay, whatever, I sign it. And they're like, cool, your fight's up next. He's like, what? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, you signed up, bud. You got to fight. You'll be fine, maybe. And we see smaller rings where people with powers, it looks like one guy's got the extremist fucking virus. They're fighting, not to the death. And lo and fucking behold we see that the not the main event but the fight that's happening right now in the giant ring it's wong the sorcerer supreme is at a fucking macau fighting den fighting the abomination so oh not that's not eli roth tim roth is the abomination so him and wong they got out of well the abomination got out of his cell somehow and they scrap at night and we see that the fight wasn't a legit fight they were pulling punches and probably splitting the money and then wong takes the abomination back to his cell he's like yeah i'll I'll catch you tomorrow so they're just making money on the side i blame dr strange wong was a good person and that bad old dr strange is warping our boy what do you got? Her name is the Power Broker. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the town, but yeah. So, oh no, the Ten Rings, they... It's ju- Madripoor. Madripoor. Yes, Wolverine loves Madripoor. So, the Ten Rings, they find the club and they attack. Oh no, Sean led the Ten Rings here. So we find out the letter he got from his sister... was it from his sister... It was Win Woo. He was trying to find, he was trying to get them together so he can snatch them up. So, uh, Shang-Chi, Katie, his younger sister, they f- are scrapping for their lives on the outside of the building. It's surrounded by bamboo, just like in Rush Hour. How they use bamboo for all the, the walking as they're building up a building. And boy, how if you fall off, there ain't no nets in this bitch. People fall off and they die. And so, they get inside... And Sean, Shang-Chi, is fighting one of his dad's uh, number ones, number twos, and he's doing pretty good. He stops himself from killing the guy, and then he's like, I got to. And he's about to kill him, 
And then dad comes in and puts him down. And Shang-Chi is like, oh shit, it's dad. And when Wu's like, my son, my beautiful son, give Papa a hug. And he's like, oh my god. You just see Shang-Chi's face like, oh shit. It's like exactly the same moment like when Draco has to hug Voldemort. And it's just like awkward as fuck. It's that. Yeah, he's like, oh no. (laughs) So this villain's weird because at the compound with his children... When Wu, he tells them that the pendants reveal a mystic map leading to Ta Lo because he has heard voices of his wife and she is being held captive in Ta Lo behind a gate. So he's like, I'm going to save our mom. Well, your mom, my wife. That's why I need to get to this mystical town. And I was like, damn, that's kind of, that's cool. If Katie was captured somewhere i'd blow up everything to get to her yeah i was like i can get behind you on this mr leung so he he's planning on he's he knows he's gonna have to fight people in this village to get to her he's like we're gonna have to scrap i understand that so i got all my boys and we're gonna roll in this bitch and take them out so uh you guys are cool but I got your pendants, so I'm going to lock y'all up. Because I know you're going to say no to my plan. So get locked up. They find out that Trevor Slattery, the actor that played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, he's been locked up for a hot minute in the prison. And so they escape, and Trevor brings his buddy Morris. Now, I don't know what the hell Morris is supposed to be. It's probably some mystical uh, creature from Chinese lore. But it's like a bear. A bear's body without the neck or the head. And it's got wings. I have no fucking clue what that thing is. But but real talk, it's probably a Chinese like mythical beast. A no-headed bear body winged yeah, creature. what did he call that thing? What was his, his name? His name is Morris. Morris. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Morris can see somehow? Maybe he can see the magic. I don't know. So, they use Morris as a, I don't know, like a, a, a map scout? quest. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him, like, turn left, hardcore. Uh, you should go drive really fast. Because the forest is trying to eat the car they're in. Uh, they make it into Talo. Hooray! They meet their mom's sister, their aunt, Ying Nan. And hey, it's it's our Michelle girl. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. And so this is the point in the movie where they have to... Everyone needs a power-up. So the brother and sister, they get their sweet-ass suits. What do you got? Morris is a Dai Jiang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Click into the thing. Yeah, look up some more stuff. I'll just keep going a little bit. So, uh, they get power ups. Uh, the sister, she gets a. I don't know what type of wo- weapon it is, but it's like a weight on one end, rope, and then uh, it's not. It's kind of like a kunai with chain, kinda. But she's being able to be awesome again because someone's like, "Hey, we don't need to train you anymore." And Katie gets a bow and arrow, and she finds out she's actually pretty good at it. So, we find out that the wall that the dad wants to get to and save their mom is actually, the wall is protecting the the little town 
from The Dweller in Darkness. When I heard this name when we were in the theater, I giggled because The Dweller in Darkness is an old school villain from Doctor Strange. So it is one of the Fear Lords. So it's one of the old school monsters from back in the day. He actually popped up in a Thor comic book from the 70s. Uh, it's a very big, scary monster. His shape changes sometimes. In the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, which is very awesome, and I advise everyone to play it, the Guardians, they fight the Dweller in Darkness. It's a boss fight. So Lady Hellbender, if you know her, she's like in love with Drax, and Drax doesn't understand flirting. So she's like, I believe we could have a glorious battle in my bedroom. He's like... It would be a great battle. And they're like, oh shit. And he's like, I don't think he understands. She wants to have sex with him. <laughs> and she's like, here's my pet. You gotta fight it first. And he's like, why is that gigantic? And so you have to fight the Dweller. Uh, it's a really fun fight. And it's a very scary monster. It looks like Cthulhu. I think Cthulhu is its dad <laughs> in the comics. So it's a big old scary monster. Okay. Uh, the Jiang. Is the is a mountain patron god in Chinese mythology. It's one of the mythical beasts featured in the Chinese classic text, Classic of Mountains and Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, several versions depict Dijong as the divine as a divine bird, um, and is noted to be related or identical to a personification of Hundun, a legendary faceless being of primal chaos. Okay. The Dijong is described as having a yellow sack-like physique with a red aura of cinnabar, encompassing an emptiness like the cosmos. It has six legs and four wings, but no eyes or facial features of any kind, indicating directionless movement. It lives in a perpetual state of confusion and causes chaos wherever it goes. It's said to be fond of singing and dancing. Oh, perfect, yeah. So he yeah. would hang out with an actor. That's like, it'd be his favorite thing. Morris yeah. is seems to be the most responsible uh, little beast because yeah. he's not that chaotic. Oh, yeah, that's Morris. That's so cute. Uh, he's more brown. That one's like red or mm-hmm. a pretty hot pink. Yeah, they're like red. Yeah, but Morris is like brown as fuck. Morris is awesome. Um, I will say Marvel's really good at making animals in movies. They're really fucking cool. So, like I said... The Dweller in Darkness just likes eating souls, and it's a very evil monster. And the town, with the help from the Great Protector, a Chinese dragon, sealed up that son of a bitch. So the voices that the dad's hearing, it's probably the Dweller like, Hey, let me out. I'm your wife. La, 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 la. And he's like, that's not good at all. So uh, your dad's going to get here in like two days, and he's going to use those ten rings to open the gate. So you need to be ready to take on your dad. He's like, what is my dad? I can't take him on. He'll kick my ass. He's like, well, I'm going to teach you a fighting style that your mom knew to stop him earlier in his life and knock those rings off his arms. Because if you get the rings off, he's just a really good fighter, but he's an older guy. So, you know, Shang-Chi should be able to whip his ass. Just, you know, if it's just dude against dude, he should be able to win. Just got to get those cool-ass shotgun rings off his arms. Because, boy, howdy, they fucking hurt. So... Everyone gets outfits and weapons from dragon scales from the Great Protector, and they are ready to fight the Soul Eaters. Uh, Wenwu and the Ten Rings, they arrive and they start attacking. So everyone splits off and do what they do best, fight. 
uh, when Wu beats the shit out of Shang-Chi, uh, he is not, he's not ready for this fight, really, the first round. And so, when Wu gets to the wall, and he starts punching it with his ten rings, and he doesn't fully open it at first, he cracks it. And then, we get a couple of little demon birds that come out, and they start to eat souls. Now, the Ten Rings gang, they're, like, fighting the people of Talo, and Talo's like, holy shit, those demon birds are coming this way, and he's like, I'm not worried about some birds. And then we see one of the Ten Rings guys just get his soul eaten out of his body, just yanked out, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we should team up. Yeah, we gotta work together. That was fucking scary. I'd been like, holy shit, that dude's soul just got eaten for no reason. (laughs) So they team up. And they're taking on these very scary monsters. Uh, Shang-Chi gets uppercutted into a lake. And he is... He's dead. <laughs> he's drowning. Uh, we see that a very heavenly, dragony voice talks to him under the water. And gives him some bubbles to breathe in air. Just like Sonic in any game. Where the bubble, you gotta get it before the timer goes out. And he's like, whoop, whoop. And then he gets air. So... Shang-Chi gets brought back up to the surface, and he is riding the Great Protector. Hooray! And the Great Protector's taking on the Soul Eaters. That's fucking cool. Um, Wen-Wu is still swinging on the gate. Shang-Chi gets back, and he's like, Now I'm ready, asshole. I just had to get drowned for a little bit. Now I'm ready to fight. And Shang-Chi does the sweet-ass movie his mom used to do, and he knocks the rings off. Uh, these rings have no type of allegiance to anybody. They don't give a fuck. The second that it thinks like, uh, what's happening? Where do we go? And the other ring's like, go to the right. And some ring's like, go to the left. And they're like, uh, I'm gonna go with you. And Shang-Chi gets the rings. The dad's rings, they came out purple. Shang-Chi's rings are yellow. An obvious, like, good, bad. And Shang-Chi's whipping the shit out of his dad. He spares them at the end. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. You're an asshole, but you were just trying to save mom. Like, I understand it, but mom's not behind that gate. Unfortunately, the dad did enough damage, and the gate opens. And the Dweller in Darkness comes out and goes right for Chang-Chi. Wen Wu pulls a face turn right at the end and knocks his son out of the way and gets his soul eaten. I was like, God damn. Well, he's dead. Chang-Chi, the Great Protector... And his sister take on the Dweller in Darkness. Uh, The Great Protector is about to get his soul eaten. It's like you can see the soul coming out of his fucking body. And Katie shoots an arrow right into the Dweller in Darkness's throat. And fucks him up. And then Sean, Shang-Chi, pulls a, I gotta go really high and do the sweet ass move. I'm falling. And he gets saved. And they save the day. Hooray. And then... Instantly, we get back to San Francisco, and Shang-Chi and Katie are explaining the story to their, like, friends. And, like, yeah, and then there was a dragon, and then Katie shot this arrow and hit this monster right in the throat, and it was awesome. And that was, uh, our, uh, two weeks. And, like, I, no, that's not, you, that didn't happen. You didn't, you didn't fly on a dragon and shoot beams and fight your dad. That didn't happen. And just out of nowhere, Wong just makes a hole, a portal. A sling ring and tells them they need to come to Kamertage because 
things are happening. And their lives are going to change now because they got powers. Well, Shang-Chi has powers, but Katie is the friend. And she's she knows too much, so now she's involved. Mid-credit scene, Wong introduces Shang-Chi and Katie to Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. And they're trying to research the origin of these rings. And Captain Marvel's like, I haven't seen anything like this before. Bruce is like, these rings are giving off massive energy. Gamma radiation. And they seem to be giving off a signal. Well, and they're, the radiation that they're producing is older than he can, like, like millions of years older yeah. than how long his dad had them. Like, yeah. his dad has had them for the last, like, 10,000 years or something like that. But before that... They, they've been here on Earth for millions of years. Yeah, so these rings are a beacon to something. And then, another post credit scene, Shang-Chi's sister, Zhai Ling, becomes the new leader of the Ten Rings. And in this organization, women get to get trained to be assassins. Finally. And uh, we see, like, spray paint everywhere and stuff. She's making it look cool. And... It's funny, she tells her brother that she's going to disband the group, but, you know, disbanding her words is, I'm going to get rid of Dad's group, because this is her group. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's group didn't have women in it. My group does. <laughs> so, we'll see. There may be some issues with that. I don't think they'll fight each other. I just think in the next Avengers movie, we'll just see female assassins pop up and help out Sean and his group of assassin or Avengers friends. Maybe, or they'll be bad. I don't want that. I don't want it either, but yeah. it could happen. <laughs> so, Katie, who's your favorite character in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Um, so, I'm going to cheat here, and I'm going to do... You're going to pull a me? I'm going to do two. Uh, I'm going to say that, character-wise, it was Sean. Um, I think... I mean, my previous bias of seemingly you aside... I think he did wonderful as Sean, and the character of Sean is just great. He, you know, came to the United States uh, as an immigrant at 14, learned everything, like, learned the language, hid his old identity, hid from his dad for, you know, 20 or 10 years, just, like, crushed it. The And then was able to take control of his ancestor like his mom's power that he didn't even know really how to access and was able to learn how to do the whole thing like the taolo like magic which is fucking cool and then my second one has got to be the costume design person for this movie yeah costumes from the jump of this movie when they're in san francisco fire his jacket, his red and white or red and silver jacket that he wears in the bus scene is fire. Like immediately I was like, fuck, I want that jacket. <laughs> and then they get to Talo and all the stuff that everyone is wearing in Talo is very vibrant. There's like all, all these like the the bow and arrow folks are wearing like yellow and then the people who are working with different weapons are orange and other people are wearing red. It's like each little section of Tello, everyone's wearing different colors. And then when it gets time to do the serious fucking fight, they pull out these um, 
dragon scale. Yeah. Everyone has oh, dragon man. scale armor and dragon scale weapons. His suit looks awesome. And it is beautiful. His suit is gorgeous. And his sister's suit, Jailing's suit, gorgeous. Like, the costume designers for Marvel and whoever is doing the costuming for all of the stuff that takes place outside of America, wonderful. Yeah. All, all the Black Panther costumes, beautiful. All the uh, Shang-Chi costumes, beautiful. Like, give me more of that. I want more, like, really, like, let's dig into the culture and put it into the stuff that we're making because it was excellent. I'm torn on this one. I enjoyed a lot of people for different reasons. So, fuck it. I'm going to go with the villain, Win Wu. I, I love Tony Leung. That man, I've seen him play an undercover cop where he had to be bad and good at the same time. And he plays it the same way. He actually said that he wanted Wu to be a fully realized human with relatable reasons for his bad decisions. That's why I was saying that, like, oh, my wife died. I was good for a long time. My wife died? Well, I gotta kill those people. I have to. That's just protocol. If something happened to Katie, just heaven forbid... I'm swinging on people. Stuff's going to be on fire because I love Katie. He thinks there's a chance to get his wife back? Shit. All the people in town, if you stop me, I'm swinging on you. I want to get back to my wife. It's a sweet reason to be a villain. Sometimes we get villains that are like, meh, I like killing, which sometimes that's fine. But I like villains that have a fucking reason for being the Quotation mark, bad guy in the movie. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character in this movie? So, uh, I, again, have two. And my first one is Win Wu. Because <laughs> he's the worst kind of dad. Oh, well, like, that part of him is ass. Yes, yeah. yes. As a villain, he was great. As a dad, he was absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. And he's abusive, both physically and emotionally. Um, And he just straight up was, like, super sexist towards his daughter and was like, even though he was fully aware that his wife was a badass boss lady at her form of martial arts and was incredible, he immediately, as soon as she died, was like, nah, fuck my daughter. Like, she is garbage. She doesn't get to train. She doesn't get to learn this shit. I don't care. Um, straight garbage. When yeah. was garbage. And then my second least favorite was Katie. And uh-huh. uh, Aquafina. I don't know if it's was Aquafina's portrayal of the character Katie or if it's just the character of Katie that I don't like. But she just wouldn't shut up oh, at yeah. all during the film. And that was like... It was obnoxious. Like, it was fine at the beginning when they're in San Francisco and, like, wild shit is happening and it's really chaotic. And she's just like, I, like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to keep talking. Please tell me what's going on. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Fine. Talk as fast as you want. Like, wild shit's happening. But then after the plane scene, when he, like, lets her in and it's like, so my mom was this from the secret village and my dad is this crazy person and I, like, abandoned my whole life at 14. She knows the whole backstory and she was still that chaotic like crazy in the second half or in like after the fact like when they got to Macau and it was just like okay but like you should move up and stop being so like 
talkative and childish. Yeah. There was no, like, her character learned how to shoot a bow and arrow, but didn't, like, grow yeah. at all. It With going from, like, oh, we're just, like, valet people in San Francisco to, like, fuck, we're, like, into some serious martial arts, like, life or death situations here. And there was no, like, no change in her kind of demeanor at all, and I didn't like that. Yeah, it wasn't enough. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get you on that. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with Wu's bad guys, because they were just like, I don't know, people needed to get beat up. Why were all of his bad guys, Wu? okay, number one, <laughs> Winwoo, a man who is so adamant about his Chinese ancestry and caring about the Ten Rings and, care- and carrying on this legacy of martial arts and the ten rings and all of this great teaching his son all of these things being this like awesome badass chinese businessman running the world why the fuck are all your henchmen white yeah it was weird every single henchman in this movie was white why why is his whole group white my only thought on that is probably uh, it's hard finding goons even goons of his own... I don't know. Clearly I've... it's not. We've watched a lot of martial arts films. Yeah, right. I mean, Razor Fist, he was a mess. He had a machete hand. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Him being, like, a competent wild fighter is beside the point. Why the fuck was he white? Why was all the characters white? You're telling me that this man who ran the Ten Rings for 10,000 years... Couldn't have an all-Chinese army behind him? Yeah, it was weird. It didn't make any sense. I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was awkward. Maybe Marvel felt like they needed to have white people in it so white people wouldn't feel abandoned. <laughs> Super or maybe they had to have white people be the bad guys, quote-unquote, so that Chinese audiences would still enjoy it. Like, And it's not just like Chinese on Chinese crime. I don't fucking know. It it was just weird to me that, like, this... He was the one lone Chinese dude in the whole, like, Ten Rings organization. Yeah. It was odd. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, so, like we did last week, if you could change something about this movie to make it, quotation mark, better, is there anything you would change? Are you fine with the movie the way it is? Exactly what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> the, all of the henchmen would be Asian. Of Asian descent. I, they don't necessarily have to be Chinese. Like, we could have all sorts... The whole ga- Run the whole gamut from mm-hmm. every different country. That's fine. Just, it was so weird and felt so out of place in a movie where literally every other character besides Ben Kingsley was Asian yeah. to have the henchmen all be white. I would change that. Like, yeah. throw a couple of white dudes in there, sure. Like, stray white guys. But <laughs> but your army of, like, 200 dudes is all white? Yeah, that's Come weird. on. If I could change something, it would be the casting, and I would find a way to squeeze in, like, Jackie Chan, uh, Donnie Yen. There's more people I want to see. Uh, Katie shakes her head. At least Jackie Chan. I would find a way to get Jackie Chan in here. Maybe Jackie Chan is Michelle Yeoh's husband in this. The reason I'm shaking my head is because you gotta save something for the sequels. I know. 
Yeah, I, I need now to the dad. Now the movies. dad is gone. The old man of the village is gone. Okay. Now you bring in Jackie Chan. Now yeah. you bring in Donnie Yen. And when you when they're like, where the fuck were you? Be like, we were doing the thing over here. Yeah. Like, we had business on the other side. Like, we were protecting from the other side or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. Oh, you think this one little town on the water is the only town over here? No, dickhead. There's more. We were protecting our side. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then him and Michelle, Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh fall in love. Yep. Or Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh fall in love. That's fine. Or he's their dad. Just he's like, um, the grumpy dad. I'm over here. Where's my daughter? Oh, she's dead. You're a dickhead. You know, but I'm gonna teach you a new fighting style. <laughs> you're my, you're my grandson. Yeah, you're my, you're my great grandson or whatever. I'll teach you something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I need Jackie Chan to do that. So, seven word synopsis. I only have one. And this goes back to just what I like. I like me some cameos. So give me more Wong in all these movies. He used to be Stan Lee. He was the connecting force in all these movies. Make it Wong. Like, just have him just around being a bad kid. He pretty much has become that. Yeah, because like I said, Doctor Strange is a terrible influence on him. And so now he's out here just gambling every night and fighting and hanging out with his friend Madison, eating popcorn, watching this, what, The Sopranos and shit. Uh, there's probably things he could be saving, but he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go watch, you know, a show with my friend, my platonic friend, and we're just hanging out. Nothing sexual about it, just like uh, Sean and Katie, as far as we know. People are like, y'all should, go, y'all should get married. They're like, nah, we're just friends, I guess, maybe. We don't know. We'll see in the Yeah, we're one. just hanging out. Uh, I love it. I love Wong. Wong is one of the best characters. Um, like I said, he just he's fine with bad shit happening. He's like, that's weird. Okay. And he just moves on because he's so cool. Katie. Evil spirit tricks widower, son saves day. Yeah. <laughs> and dad ruins family, son leaves, dad continues. <laughs> Dads are the worst. <laughs> Especially when they're letting demons out of fucking, like, protected walls like hey he's not punching that wall man there's a monster behind it shoot up you buried her fucking body bro you know that she's dead so you're saying something just like took the body and took it over there behind this weird giant gigantic wall brought it back to life hey dad why is the wall so big if she's back there by herself why is the wall so big shoot up punch 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 it's big because there's something big behind it man like right you're dumb as shit use your brain my dude yeah (laughs) so this film came out, we said, what, September the 3rd, 2021. Uh, Katie, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Uh, $250 million. $150 to $200 million. Okay. So, yeah, you were in the ballpark. The magic of a martial arts film is a lot of it is real. Um, and this movie didn't really have any real wire scenes. I think maybe possibly later on there was some situations, but... they I think they used wires in the bus scene, but yeah. not a lot. Yeah. It was just, like, to make... Because the bus was, like, turning at some point, and they had to make sure that some of the people in the background were, like, yeah. turning And so, uh, properly. this is one of those martial arts films. There's different types of martial arts films, uh, but a lot of my favorites are the ones that are grounded, uh... Like, Jackie Chan films, they don't use wires. It looks absurd because he's just sliding on the side of a building. Because that's Jackie Chan. 
And sometimes you'll get movies like Dragon Tiger Gate. One, ta- one day I will show Katie this absurd fucking movie with Donnie Yen, where every fight is just people flying around like they don't want to touch the ground. Uh, this one is a comfortable medium, but it's closer to a Jackie Chan film. But it's pretty grounded, and I like that. So I think that's why it was pretty cheap in the scale of Marvel movies, because people kept their feet on the ground for the most part. So what do you think the box office was? I said five hundred million. Pretty goddamn close, four hundred and thirty-two million. So solid. It made its money, doubled things. Uh, not every movie needs to make a billion. Uh, this was a no-name. N- for a sense of the word, a no-name character uh, that they didn't introduce prior in yeah. any of the other movies. This was going in dry kind of thing. It's like Shang Chi. Who's Shang Chi? He can fight. Yeah. If they had pulled a Black Panther, where they like uh, introduced to like how they introduced T'Challa earlier yeah. in Civil War, if they had done something like that with Shang Chi in one of the other films, I mean, they didn't really have an opportunity because no. of where everything, like, where this movie sits. But if they had done that and, like, oh, here's Shang-Chi and he's, like, crazy strong and then come out with the movie, it might have done a little better, but it was good. Yeah. And they're going to make a second one, so. Yeah, it still did its job. Mm-hmm. And for an introduction, uh, uh, origin story, uh, it's good money. Now, I feel it probably should have made more, but I don't know anybody that was frumpy about it. It's a martial arts film, but there are people that don't really like martial arts films, so I can see those could be easily be detractors to this movie. They're like, I don't really care about a martial arts film, but it's, it's Marvel, so it, there will be more to it. And it looks like a lot of kicking and punching. It's a lot of kicking and punching. So, like I said, it, you know, there are people that didn't really like it. But uh, critics were like, that's fucking cool. And it gets into Asian culture, which we don't get enough of. Um, I will say, for what they do, Marvel, they are understanding that they need to share the wealth. There are tons of different types of people in this world, and everybody wants to see someone that looks like them on the screen. Uh, This feels kind of hokey for me to say, but watching Black Panther, seeing the majority of the people on the screen look like me, that was really fucking cool. And I'm a grown-ass man. There are kids out there like, holy fuck, he looks like me. That's cool. Hopefully they didn't yell, holy fuck, like that. <laughs> Just oh, point at the screen. I didn't get... I felt it in Black Panther 2 when they brought on... Um, oh my gosh, my brain right now. Uh, ooh, uh, Namor. Late. Namor. When they brought uh, Namor on and that whole... All of that, I was like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. It's, yes. <laughs> it, it's fun. Latin and, American culture, bring it. Yeah. So I will say... Marvel, they they're doing great with that. So I, there are tons more cultures out there, and I'm I'm down to see stuff because there's characters, especially now. Marvel comic wise, uh, they they understand there are tons of different types of people that want to see them in comics. So uh, they are branching out. Rainbow Coalition of characters now. So uh, keep it the fuck up. So, Katie, is there anything else you want to say about Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings before we get out of here? It's really good. You should go watch it. Yeah, I... If you had any, like, hang-ups on it. If you enjoy Marvel movies, if you enjoy martial arts films, you're gonna like it. it yeah. It was really good. It's a fun movie. Lots of kicking and punching. I loved it. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. Do you have any cool fun facts about martial arts films or... 
I don't know why Cynthia Rothrock wasn't in this movie. Uh, she's in Yes Man. I'm with Michelle Yeoh. Uh, you can tweet us at Alan Tompon. We have an email. It is Alan Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Alan Tom Presents. So uh, this is the second choice in our month of comic book movies. I don't know what we're doing next. I don't know if we're doing a DC one or a Marvel one or doing some independent thing. We haven't done Spawn yet. And boy, howdy, I love that movie. There's a lot of stuff we haven't done yet. Yeah, Michael J. White, gimme. <laughs> uh, but no, we'll, we'll figure out the next movie. And uh, like always, we'll be back next week with that sweet-ass movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, check out that Iron Man theme song, the cartoon. Check it out on YouTube. Okay, bye.